Previously on Adventures in Questing. First up in the order is Cordelia. Hey! So should we like leave? I uh, would be not opposed. I'll meet you by the doors. And Pim, you watch in horror, seeing Winnie through the door, surrounded by fire. The door collapses in front of you, and there is just rubble, and your way into Winnie is now blocked. Oh my god. And you're still on fire. Little help! Little help here if anyone uh, wants to help put me out! And that's probably about all I can answer. Um, oh god, Winnie's still in there. Allegra no. hits the ground and kind of rolls along the ground there. You hear this crack on the stone where she like hits her head and you see this kind of smear of blood and she oh kind of rolls. God. You see the rose is going to move with insane speed. And this like napalm hot ball of fire just erupts, completely blows a hole in this corner of the museum. The airlines are gonna but it is still alive. Sierra's just gonna drop the axe and it's just gonna try to um, rip the fire elemental in half. are standing outside the burning burning building. <sighs> People are running around, uh, guards are starting to arrive, but oh, great timing. this is a fantasy setting and there's not a lot to be done once a building has caught on fire. <laughs> you do see after a moment uh, two- Wait, am I still out? Yes, you are still out. Okay. Oh, I, did I, I start the fire? I've, I've stabilized you. Know. You didn't help you didn't start the fire. <laughs> you didn't. You definitely didn't help put out the fire, but the fire elemental mainly started the fire because everywhere it went, stuff caught on fire. Ah, uh, yes. Also, that's a thing with fireball. It catches things on fire. Yeah. Cool. Yes. No. It. You didn't help. You see two uh, owls kind of fly down out of the night sky and transform into two uh, druids who begin um, shaping the water from the river to try to put out some of the fire. Oh, cool. Um, wearing um, some dark indigo uniforms, clearly like members of Western society in some way, putting out the uh, putting out the fire, controlling the water. You guys kind of come around the front. Sierra is helping some people out and just kind of talking to them. Adelaide uh, vanished. You don't know where she went. Mm. You guys can see... Uh, <laughs> Anthony Fulton and Josiah Fulton, and they are badly burnt, but still kicking and conscious. Demos seems to have been stabilized. He's not dead, dead. but he is unconscious. Uh, and Nasif is like, whoo, and completely burnt and singed, but seems to have all the fire put out. A lot of people did not make it out, God. but a good number, you know, did. So it's us. You can see Fulton's. Sierra. You can see a bunch Sierra, of other people. Josiah, see, Anthony, uh, guys. The hole that Sierra made by punching the Earth Elemental through the wall, the surviving knights bring out yeah. uh, Empress Allegra. They are full on like Secret Service, like a car pulls up and they are like putting her into the fucking car. Like they're not going to be like, okay, it's all done. Like they're getting her out of here. Damn. She is screaming at the top of her lungs. This will not stand as she's kind of getting pulled back by her knights and she gets <coughs> pulled into the carriage and they drive her away. You guys are left with some of the survivors. Josiah and Antony are sitting there. Josiah's just kind of sitting with Demos, and he looks really worried about his interpreter. Um, Nasif is just like, <gasps> panting, looking kind of just winded. He's kind of got a hunchback and a bit of a gut, so he's not one for, like, sprinting around. He looks <laughs> kind of... <laughs> so, I, I don't know if you heard, I gave Winnie a healing potion. Okay. And cool. then so I'll, I'll come over to that group and be like, do you have one of these? Um, Hold up a healing potion. Nasif goes, oh, we would really like that if you don't mind. I... 
toss it to him. Catches it, pours it down. Demos kind of. What is it? I breath. guess. I guess in exchange for this dress, it's you know not a bad trade. <laughs> Just get you. Winnie. You were like completely stable. You were like fine. I'm basically sleeping. <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> all right, Winnie. Let's. So it's a bit much. <sighs> what happens to the party? I, I think the party's over. Uh, Sierra kind of strides over in her rag. She looks down at you. I didn't see you at the party there, child. I was getting ready. You are very tall. Yeah, I am. Did I see you cast that fireball spell? Uh, yes. That was you, Layla. Yes, I just really wanted to say Finn. Aww. Aww. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all really handled yourselves in there. That was impressive. Especially mm. with how quickly the shit kind of hit the fan. Uh, it was nice to meet you. Maybe we can get tea tomorrow or something. But I, I am... I feel like we should yes. tell you something. Yeah. Okay. It's, I not, am... it's not bad. It's not bad. No, uh, I know I'm not tired. worried. I'm just deeply tired and almost nude and uh, soaking wet. And... Yeah. Uh, we know who you are. I would hope so. I told you my name. But like, sort of in a bigger sense. We know Micah oh. and Burke. Alright. And, well, I kind of look at Pim. Uh, we know about the Eternals. She kind of like looks around. Everyone's kind of dealing with their own thing. We did say it quietly, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're not like, the we know about the Eternals! <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, alright. I mean, do you, do you want to tell them about getting, getting the band? Oh, I think we should talk about it maybe tomorrow. If Alright, uh, y'all seem like lovely folks. You, this is, I'm not easily spooked, but you guys did just fight a fight with me and then tell me in a kind of cryptic way that you know who I am and know about my friends. As much as I would like to talk about it tomorrow, and I think we should, can you give me a little bit more than that? Because that is a bit, that's a weird Uh, note to end the night on for for me. All right, I just didn't want to like use your time more. Um, No, it's fine. She's just just, like dressed in rags, (laughs) soaking wet. She's like, no, I'm free. And it's... We don't exactly know everything that's going on either. It's sort of confusing to us too. That's not, that wasn't like you guys telling me that you know who I am isn't supposed to be some sort of threat, right? Um, Absolutely not, no. no pretty the, much the opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's we, the opposite of a threat, Pim? What? What's the opposite of a threat? An alliance. Comfort. Comfort. Yeah, 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 that's great. I'm just, I genuinely didn't know. All right. Comfort. So you know about me and you know about my friends? How much do y'all know? Well, been trying to get more information about it. Um, we actually ran into Micah really randomly after a really tragic thing happened. And then we ran into Burke and we started to put together this eight-pointed star. Mm, yeah. She and reaches down and she shows on the inside of her thigh the tattoo of an eight-pointed star. <laughs> nice. Hot. Knew it was going to be hot. some <laughs> sexy location. You're like, fuck, that's oh, <laughs> And, um... Well, all right, this is going to sound really weird, but I feel like you're really, you've been around the block or two, so you probably, it won't sound weird to you. All right. But I had this dream. Sure. And I don't really dream. Or if I do, it's like a pointless dream. Right, you had some sort of vision dream? Yes. All right, yeah, no, been there. And pretty much it, like, had to do sort of with um, this darkness coming over the horizon and... If was in it. All right. Pretty much spurring us to 
reunite with you and the rest of the Eternals for something that's to come. And we know that you're like, you guys have been around for a long time. Anyway, we kind of knew you would be around here. Really? Who told you that? Well, it, not necessarily here, here, but in Vester. Mm. Um, Burke, we met him a little bit ago. Did it take really any convincing for him to spill the beans on where I was? Mm. I mean, it would just be very in character for Burke to just kind of tell complete strangers where all of us were. Well, he actually was really <clears throat> hesitant at first, and I don't Plus know, new. he seemed pretty uh, burdened by all of this. Mm. So you'd like me to reunite with my friends then? Well, I would like you to want to do it as well. I definitely miss some of my friends. Some? Yeah, it's been a long time. You know, sometimes things fall apart. Right. And we were a bunch of people just uh, kind of thrust together, so we didn't really have any say in it when it happened. Do you believe that there might be something coming that you should get back together for? I, I have mean... You, have you felt anything? I don't know. I haven't really felt anything, but I'm not really a magic user. I'm right. just a big brownie beefcake of a lady. I just mean weird yeah, things in the world happening. There's a lot going on in it. I think there are definitely weird things going on in the world. I think it can be dangerous to attribute them all to one dark evil force. Because I think that takes a lot of agency away from really bad people. Sometimes bad things just happen because people are assholes. And not because there's some dark overlord coming from the dark land to conquer us all. I haven't heard anything about what you're saying, but again, I'm not visited in my dreams by goddesses, let alone if. By any chance, have you gotten anybody else to go back and reunite somewhere? You're the first we've ran into since, well, we ran into Micah and had no clue who he was. (laughs) And then we met Burke, and we weren't expecting that either. Mm. And then immediately found out more about all of you, and you're the first one. I'm unsure what you want from me. I don't think we really know either. I think you should just be aware that something might be coming. All right. Um, make a persuasion check, Pim, with advantage. Um, 15. I ain't been to uh, Faith Haven for a little while. Maybe I should take a vacation there. Pay Burke a visit. I think you'd like that. I think you'd like it, but most people like it when I arrive anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what to do here or what to uh, expect, but if what you say is true, uh, can't hurt for some of us to be together. So I will. Uh, I'll head to Faith Haven and surprise Burke. I'm sure he'll love that. You're gonna have a hard time with Amadi. So we've heard. Do you know why he shut himself away? Look, his reasons are his. I can only tell you what. I know, which is that I don't think there's a single one of us that didn't have the thought of doing exactly what Amadi did at some point. We've fought a lot of darkness and fought and killed a lot of monsters, but a lot of people have died because of the things that were trying to kill us. There's a lot of blood on all of our hands, and we've been doing violence for a very long time, and that can wear on someone. And I think a large part of him could not reconcile being a warrior and being good. Mm-hmm. I want to be clear here. He's not a murderer. He's not an insane man. But sometimes when you're fighting a big monster, she gestures to the building that is now not on fire anymore. But sometimes when a big monster comes out and wreaks havoc, innocent people die. And all you can do when you're as powerful as I am or Amadi or any of us is ask yourself, why didn't I see it happen? Why didn't I act sooner? Why wasn't I more vigilant? He's fallen into a deep level of despair. 
At least he was the last time I saw him before he locked himself away. When How long that? ago was that? Yeah. He locked himself away about, mm, I'm just going to estimate because I've lived a very long time. I think it was about 900 years ago. Wow. He's uh, still there as far as I know. If Amadi wanted to leave, could he? Oh, 100%. (sighs) Those chains are nothing to him. That's what I thought. If anything, there's more symbolic chains weighing him down than actual chains. Mm. Well, thank you for everything you did in there. Thank you for your help. Um... I mean, it was very helpful. I probably could have handled it on my own, but I'm very, I'm very appreciative of all of you. I do have a couple of shows left, and I did take a modeling gig, but I can do those when I get back. What are they going to do? Hire someone else? Uh, Oh my god! I'm going to go cover myself up, and maybe I'll talk to y'all later. I think I'm probably going to catch a ship tomorrow morning. I got nothing else I'm doing. Thank you. Hey, thank y'all. She kind of looks down at the rag she's wearing, and she just rips all the rags off. They're <laughs> hindering her more than anything, and she reaches down, picks up the heels that she kicked off, and she just kind of slings them over her shoulder and struts away. <laughs> um, After a moment, you hear some steps behind you, and you can see Antony kind of walking up, badly burnt and wounded. Um, Josiah and Deimos behind him, and Nassif kind of hobbling behind all of them. Nassif is genuinely a little frightened of Layla, because Layla just, like, ripped Nassif last time. So Nassif's like, ooh, Hello, young lady. I see you did not do your job again. I, I feel like I saved Demos's life, pulled him from the window, and got... I can always work harder. Look at that building. Okay. I mean, Layla, his job's not to take care of the whole building. But his people were in the building. Uh, no, she's right. I can always work harder. I can always do better. Um, Anthony kind of looks at all of you. I understand you're staying at the Orchid, but if you wish for a more secure place to sleep tonight, I can offer you rooms at the suite I mentioned in the Imperial Palace. I don't know how safe you're particularly feeling, but me and Josiah and the rest of us were going to go back to our suite, and I know you had some business you wanted to talk with, and to be perfectly honest, I'm not going to be able to sleep for a while after all of that. So if you'd like to meet tonight and talk and then stay in a more secure location, I'd be happy to accommodate you. I think that's a good idea. Granted, some of the things we've seen. I could still go for that nightcap. There will definitely be alcohol. (laughs) Will there there be honey? Yeah, I can get honey, sure. What about moons? Moons, like moon cakes? That is a cake made of the moon? It's, he kind of looks at you as a child. Yes. Okay. I do not need the honeymoon suite anymore. It is It is definitely nighttime now. It's late at night. You guys arrive. You see the gates to the Imperial Palace open. Instead of going to the main palace, you kind of take a right along this just cobbled plaza and end up in this smaller residence building, kind of are led through. You guys are kind of shown a place where you can change into some just like tunics and stuff if you don't want to be in your fancy clothes anymore. Layla's staying in that suit. Can, it, can anyone go get our things? <laughs> Absolutely. I can have someone go and fetch your things from your rooms. Thank you so much. You guys are given a little bit of time to kind of like unwind and kind of like breathe a little bit. There is not a hot tub. (laughs) We Um, just tub for half an hour. Your your, your regular things are brought to you. You can kind of change back into your regular clothes. um, And you go out into this large sitting room with plenty of couches and comfy chairs. There's a roaring fireplace. Josiah walks up. He looks really shaken. And Demos kind of walks up behind him. And Josiah starts to sign with all of you, and Demos goes, uh, The Lord Josiah Fulton is having a hard time um, with the events of this last evening, and 
he's going to retire for the evening and he bids you all good night. And Josiah kind of gives you all kind of a sad little smile and kind of walks off. And you can see uh, Antony's kind of sitting in an armchair. Um, he kind of gestures to all of you guys to, to sit and, and take a load off. And he kind of goes, um, can I get anyone anything to drink? Uh, milk, please. Okay, milk. And honey. Milk and honey and mooncakes, that's right. Yes. Snaps his fingers and Nassif gets ready to go. He starts jotting down, like, orders. Oh. Nassif kind of looks at you guys. Anything? Um, I would like a cup of tea if you have it, please. Mm-hmm. Can you do a hot toddy? Yep. Absolutely. Oh, as well. oh it's, uh, it's tea with whiskey in it. I will try that. It's very you good. Have great tastes in drinks, Cora. Thank you, Pim. Been and around a long you? time. Same. <laughs> okay. Three hot toddies, milk, mooncakes, honey, and tea. Don't forget anything. I, so I won't. For, I promise I'm going to do very good. And he scuttles away. Huh? We just really that want a real so hot toddy now. That sounds so good. <laughs> you guys um, are sitting, in the, uh, Anthony kind of, you guys sit in a slightly uncomfortable silence for a little while because Anthony doesn't seem like the kind who like, feels it necessary to like engage in small talk. Mm. <laughs> he's like, we'll wait for our drinks and then like, we'll begin. He's just kind of like, so how did... Finally goes, oh. are you all all right? Are you feeling all right? I feel fine. A little surprised. I'm, I'm pretty beat up, yeah. A little surprised, yeah. Yeah, your drinks all come out to you. You're brought out with a tray with mooncakes and like a little bowl of honey that you can dip the mooncakes in. Cute. That was really quite frightening what happened, I wasn't. Have things like this been happening with mm, no. rebels, insurrectionists, anything like that, Master? There aren't any rebels or insurrectionists in Vester, and the campaign to acquire Auster was all across the sea in Auster, so there hasn't been on any war or conflict on our native soil. Mm. Yeah. Did any of you see if those individuals who broke the gems... Did they perish in the fight? Or? No, they left. No, they, they, got they ran away the instantly. They left the elementals to do the work. Yeah. Where do you think um, the Empress is going to go tonight? Like, what do you think she's going to do now? She'll be back here in some safe room in the palace mm-hmm. until the culprits are caught or a certain window of time, I suppose, is met. I suppose we won't see the Empress a lot for the next couple of days. I sort of look around at everybody... The meaning of my look being, should we get into it? Thora's gonna nod. Is everything okay? So, as to the matter that we mentioned earlier, we heard your name quite a while ago, actually. All right. Yeah, take take out the letter and and just hand it to him. Okay, he takes it from you. We found this. Takes a very long time to kind of read it, and then he kind of folds it up and kind of thinks for a moment. Where did you find this? The bearer was deceased in the vast. And was he deceased when you found him? Yes, he was. Yeah. We couldn't even tell you what that person would have looked like because they had been picked at for a while. Sorry. There's a lot of vultures in the vast. It would have been Vadru. The letter was sent to Vadru by, uh, by Raven. So, you found Vadru, carrying my letter, um, you found it in the vast. And ever since, we thought that we wanted to get in contact with you. A lot has happened since then, so this is the first time that we've ever been able to meet. Why have you wanted to get in contact with me, based on this letter? 
it seemed, <clears throat> from what we could tell, that there was something about a maybe a possible job or something, that the payment might be large, so we just wanted to inquire what that was. Yeah, so something about payment and then the other half upon delivery, so we just wondered if that was a job that might be up for hire, I guess. I sent payment to Vadrew, a first installment in the form of a ruby. Did he happen to have that on his person? Not that we saw. Make a deception check. Can I get advantage from having yeah, anybody? From your, from your friends, I'll go <clears throat> no. No, I, I looked for a lot of shiny things, things, and there were no shiny things at all. Yeah, I don't know why we're hiding. Yeah, we're hiding. Just roll. I don't you know, lied. that's what we agreed. You, you, you did the deception, so roll the deception with advantage. Brave Cordelia. 17. He nods. In the letter, I ask him to deliver a piece of something to me. Did you happen to find that? on his person. I pull it out. His eyes kind of get wide and curious. He doesn't reach out to take it. We tried to find out more about it, but okay. all we could figure out was that it's a coordinate of some kind. It's useless without the other half, isn't it? Um, he goes, found this piece in the vast. About halfway between Landlock and the Moorwood. Right. And then you journeyed here eventually to find me to give it to me. Eventually. In the hopes of work, well, or answers, or what? That's really a, lot great. Has, a lot has happened in between then and now. You know, to be honest, it's it's not like this is our final destination or anything. We've we've gone right. a really long way and a lot of different places, and we just still had it on us. And I mean, when we found it, it was sort of the more, the most interesting thing we had. Mm. But yeah, like that's we said, true. a lot has happened since then, and it. So this is more to sate curiosity than anything else. I suppose, or sure. I suppose I mean, maybe just to get it back to its rightful owner. I'm our friend is a is a researcher, and she told us this is very very old. It is, and we've been coming across a lot of things that are very very old, and we're sort of curious about how these things might be connected. I don't know. He's clearly thinking things through, kind of mulling things over. Hmm. Uh, you can kind of he's very just still all the time, so it's a little unnerving mm -hmm. as he just kind of sits for a moment and goes, um, "I." am on an expedition of sorts, I suppose you'd call it. I am not expecting you to say yes now, but just know that this is partly a history lesson and also, based upon your very clearly capable skills, a job offer. Oh my god, don't. <laughs> <laughs> what do any of you know about the lost city of Elusia? you two would remember. Winnie and Cordelia. Elusia is, or was, a high elf city, which is an incredibly rare thing because the high elves, their cities were only the great trees. Almost all of them are extinct now. The Antani's the only great tree left. But Elusia was a high elf city that was completely just built on a series of islands way far south. And it was, for a very long time, it kind of started to rise up during the Age of Prosperity and became renowned for being the hub for arcane magic. It was where not only were great arcane casters living there and studying there, new spells were being invented there. Like, greater understanding of spells was coming forth and, and being found. And it was, like all things, in, most things in the Age of Prosperity, it was just getting better and better and better and better. And then um, one day, it was just gone. Oh my god. The entire city was gone. <sighs> and all of its citizens were gone. And all that was left was a smoking pile of islands, like 
like a, some smoking islands with mist and smoke. And the city and all of its thousands of citizens were never, ever seen again. And the fall of Eleusia is considered one of the markers of the end of the Age of Prosperity. So in response to his question, <clears throat> I've heard a bit about it. He goes, uh, he, he describes what I just described and says, um, the city vanished and none of the citizens were ever found and none of the arcanists were ever found. Collectively, those arcanists would have been the greatest collection of arcane minds on the planet. And then one day they were gone. How long ago was this? Um, it was one of the markers of the end of the Third Age, so it would have been about a thousand, a little over a thousand years ago. Wow. I guess I'd heard of it, but I always sort of thought it was like, you know, a legend or a story and not, not something that really happened. It does sound very mythical when you describe it. Just an entire city vanishing into the mist. There are many theories about what happened. Some people believed that the arcane casters discovered something they shouldn't and it resulted in their destruction. Some believe that they angered the gods with their arrogance and the gods wiped them from the map. Other mm. people think a storm simply blew in and destroyed the city. But no one knows for sure and no one ever will because we can't find anyone who was there and no one was there who survived the fall. Unless you ask certain people. It is believed by some in some historical circles that one mage, an elf named Vardrun, somehow survived the fall. Whether they were absent during it or were somehow immunized to its effects, I don't know. But there is a rumor that a very powerful na mage named Vardrun somehow survived that calamity. That the cask of Vardrun. Correct. No. <laughs> People believe this. Certain circles of historians believe this because throughout the next couple of hundred years, there were sightings of an elf that matched the description of Vardrun. An elf mage with prodigious power, but it could not be confirmed, and these reports were few and far between. What we have to go on is largely theory. Something happened and Vardrun either was too scared or too arrogant to come forward and tell people what had happened. We believe, this circle of historians, that Vardrun reached the end of their life naturally and decided to lock their body away upon passing. The legend of the cask of Vardrun is that they found an island somewhere out in the world and built a great tomb, filled it with not only great collections of treasures and magical items, but also scrolls, perhaps containing new spells that they had been inventing, as well as perhaps accounts and diaries of the final days of Elusia. Again, this is legend, and again, sounds like a story for the children of a lost island filled with treasure, if only you could find the key. An ancient artifact that Vardrun carried with them their whole life that they had broken in half and enchanted with the location of their tomb. I have in my possession, and you'll forgive me as I'm not sure what our relationship is yet. I'm not going to show you my half Maybe of yet that to key. define it. <laughs> but I do have the other half. For a really long time, I didn't know what it was. I am simply a collector of artifacts and antiquities and... Mm -hmm. Ancient, mysterious things intrigue me. I was approached by a 
another historian, an expert in history, who told me that that item very well could be one half of the key to the cask of Ardrun, and that if we could find the other half, we could find the tomb, and not only find Vardrun, but find a massive tomb full of treasures, magical items, and possibly the greatest archaeological discovery of all time, the secrets and stories of what happened to Elusia and what caused its fall. So I reached to Vadru, who I believe at some point was tangentially descended from Vadru. It is believed that this key has traveled the world and been in the hands of many, being passed down generations, its significance forgotten until it is simply just another artifact at an auction, where I purchased it. Hmm. I wish to connect the two pieces, find the location of the cask, and make this discovery. I will now move on to the job offer part of this story. I have a question first. Yes. Are you the only one looking for this? Well, as far as I'm aware, I am, besides the expert who came and approached me to tell me about the significance of this key. Can I ask who that was? A young halfling woman by the name of Evan Redditch. And she, she approached you? Nearly a year ago, she is a, um, a halfling woman of some nobility from Auster. I believe she lives in the city of Alarok, and she is also a purveyor of antiquities. To be honest, we've heard of her. I'm not surprised. She's... Treasure hunter. She's quite infamous. I think she enjoys being infamous. She brought to me the significance and told me that she wanted to find the other half of the key and to find the tomb, and when I asked her what she wanted, she told me that she wanted absolutely none of the treasure, but wanted complete unfettered access to all the scrolls and diaries and journals that she could find in the tomb. I didn't ask her reasons. I don't need them. My offer to you is this. You seem very capable people. Mercenary types, if you were living in the vast for a while. Mm. I wish to find the cask of Artur. I do not wish to make you feel that I am prepared to cheat you out of treasure or secrets or magic. So what I propose is this. We set a designated rendezvous point. I will take one of my ships and head in that direction. As part of your end of the bargain for delivering the key, I would also ask that you travel to the city of Alarok and collect Miss Evan Redditch for me, as she has fallen silent in the last few months, which worries me. How long have we has it been since we were in Landmark? It has been 17 days. Jesus, really? What? <laughs> wow. I would ask you to collect her for me. You will then meet a small cadre of arcane practitioners and mercenaries that I have hired um, at a ship in Alarok. The ship will travel with you, my expert Evan Redditch, my men, and your half of the key to the rendezvous point. Once there, we will all board one ship, connect the pieces, and travel together to the location of the cask. We will journey together and share in the inevitable trials and tests that I am certain Vardrun has placed in his magical tomb and cask. And when we find what we are looking for, I would like to offer you 60% of whatever we find. I will take the other 40, but with one stipulation. Before we reduce everything to a monetary value, I will have access to one item that I choose, regardless of its monetary worth, that I might claim undebated. I know not what it might be, but 
there are great things in there, and before things get stripped down to just their monetary worth, I might find something that I like on a more sentimental level. Is there something hmm. specific you're hoping to find? I, to be honest, am giddy to find out. Hmm. And I assume Evan Redditch will get those diaries and those scrolls? Evan Redditch, as is promised, will have unfettered access to all these scrolls and diaries and will be able to access all the information she wishes. I am a man of my word, and I will not cheat anyone on a deal after I have made it. This is a journey, a trek, and it has many steps, and I understand that it is a lot to think about. I do not require an answer now if you wish to sleep and think about it. Come to me by your answer, perhaps by tomorrow evening. I do not know. I I understand you are an arcane caster, as are you, young miss, but I don't know yet if you are capable of the spell teleportation circle. Um, not yet. Well, as a noble of Vester, I have access to many teleportation circles and can instantly transport you to the city of Alarok. If you wish to... Let me guess, you don't have any annoyed goddesses getting mad at you when you take friends through. I don't understand that reference. (laughs) So, why did you, um... Did you just hear this legend and you were just really interested in it and you thought... Cool, because when we met earlier at the party, you said that your favorite hobby is reading history books and Mm. looking into things. So how did you kind of come across this or what made... I just would like to understand kind of what you're really going for here. I am a noble-born man, so Mm -hmm. I spent much of my time as a young man reading books, and I had always... (laughs) Same. And I had a particular affinity for history... But to be perfectly honest, it was not until Miss Redditch came with information of the artifact that I held that I truly began my deep dive into the stories and legends of Ardrun. And you just bought your piece at an auction, you said? I purchased it at an auction. It was believed to be an ancient piece, the make and an origin unknown, and I thought... <laughs> I thought Josiah would think it looked good. <laughs> Do you trust this Evan Redditch? I have had my people do extensive background checks. And while she is definitely involved in some shady dealings and criminal organizations... Like what? I believe, and by believe I mean know for a fact, (laughs) that all of Evan Redditch's immense wealth is born on the back of archaeological finds and stolen goods. Oh, that's fine then. I'm not one to judge. She is tricky, and she is clever, but I could not mistake the excitement and truth in her words when she came to me. I do get the sense that if she could do things reasonably and without stealing, that she would. Where? When was the last time you heard from her? The last time you I heard... You said it was... She was going on a trip. She did not say where. It was several weeks ago. Well, this is... Fascinating. I do think, of course, we would like a bit of time to talk it over amongst ourselves. Of course. I would ask to maybe not divulge what we have discussed here to any passerby. Of course. Well, I will leave you some time to discuss, and hopefully I will hear an answer from you by tomorrow evening. You are free to use space here. Um, there is a pool out back if you wish to take a dip. Hell yes. If you wish to take a dip. <laughs> I, I, I will take a dip, yes. I am frankly concerned 
about my husband's mental health after the incident and will be retiring now to speak to him. Thank you for your time. And thank, thank you. you again for saving my husband. Well, does that seem genuine? Make an insight check. First insight check of this entire thing. I know, we've just been like, we feel like, what? A disappearing island. That's a two. I probably don't have anything to insight. Also, I hate doing that. But Anybody can't if they just want. Just because I saw that thing, I feel like Roll that inside You're check. still just like, like what, what, what is you? up with this dude? 18. Okay. You don't notice this. You're enjoying your hot toddy. Yeah, I also don't. You also don't notice it. Mm-hmm. Gonna be real, guys. This guy's weird. He's kind of multifaceted. He loves his husband. Yeah. Okay. A lot. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> oh, that's good. Layla, very sticky. Do you have any more honey and mooncakes? Oh, man, that's just all over you, isn't it? It's just, <laughs> there's, there's no cake. There's no honey. It's just sticky. Sticky. Maybe have them sent to the rooms. I will have Nasif make a large series of plates of mooncakes and honey, and I will have them sent to your room. Tell him not to mess up. Nasif, did you hear our guest? And Nasif's like, yes, of course, I will not. <laughs> I'm super good. I'll, yeah, it's fine. I He's like, why are you it. going along with this? Yes, absolutely. And, and uh, he kind of gives a nod, gives you a nod, like, I got you. <laughs> um Gives you all a nod goodnight. I, Is there anything else before I retire? Not out loud, but I want to hang back for just a sec before, like, as we're leaving. Oh, he's leaving to give, leave you guys alone. Oh. I thought we were, like, in his parlor. You're just in, like, a, like a living room, and he was going to go upstairs. Do you want to talk to him? Yeah. I just want to, like, take him aside. Okay. You go, you it's not, like, a secret, but yeah. it's just, like... You kind of walk after him as he's kind of leaving. Um, can I help you? Yeah. This is completely unrelated. You just seem like a well-connected person here. Mm-hmm. And I have a... A question for you. Does name Avery Jace mean anything to you? I know that name. I believe I've done business with someone of that name. Uh, Could you recall the sort of business? May I ask what this pertains to? I think she's an old friend, and I think I, 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 I heard that she might be around this area of the world, but it's been, oh, it's been years. Would you mind coming with me to my office while I look at my records? Um, if it's not too much of an imposition. It's not. I just would prefer to not take my records out of my office. Sure. Okay, you... And we never see Cordelia again. And that's how she's out. Oh, God! And then he kills her, and uh, Cheyenne, it's been really fun playing Dungeons and Dragons with you. (laughs) I'm just kicked out of the group. into the Dragon's Dungeon. (laughs) Yeah, oh, fuck. I'm doing it. Yep, I'm going with him. Okay. You walk with him into his office. You go up some stairs. You go into this beautiful office with, like, beautiful bookshelves. And he kind of begins pawing through some records. Uh, I am, I don't know if you've gleaned this from my letter, but I am lord over the city of Galice. I do. Um, I guess I didn't really put two and two together, so. That's great, though. How is that for you? <laughs> oh, it's um, fine. Great. I do trade all over. That is how I've earned the majority of my fortune. Without looking up, he goes, um, could I ask the reason you are looking for this person? I'd like to get in contact after so many years. 
I only ask because about a year ago, an individual also came to me knowing that I am well-connected in my trades, asking for the same name. Does the name Talon Sabaeus mean anything to you? I could. That name. Mutual friends, perhaps? She came looking for Avery Jace, and I gave her the information that I'm about to give to you. I hadn't spoken to her since. She was a woman of... an elf, I should say, of... I have never met an elf quite like her, except perhaps you. Hmm. Of um, great confidence and regality, that sort of thing. Oh, thank you. I don't normally wear this sort of dress. It probably has a bit, a bit of an effect, but thank you. Avery Jace, to be perfectly frank, I don't think I have ever met a more paranoid traitor. Sounds like her. She lives in the dwarven capital of Karagod, north of here. Huh. She runs an operation, keeping her name off of most of the files and paperwork that goes out, simply just using the company name, which is just Karagod Exports. Interesting. But I have dealt with her on a face-to-face level when she wished to discuss the potential trades of various items into my city. She attempted to pay me off to look the other way when certain illicit substances passed through my walls. I don't have patience for that sort of thing and told her flatly no. We continue our business relationship, but only legitimate things. I will be honest with you. I don't like her very much. I got the sense that this person you may or may not know, Talon Sabaeus, mm-hmm. also was not a huge fan. Maybe I read her intentions wrong, but I told her that if she needed any help accomplishing her goals, I would be willing to listen to what she might need to accomplish those goals. And did she? She seemed very determined to solve her problem on her own without my considerable aid. That's the information I have. I'm so grateful for your help. This is a symbol of my trust and I hope that you remember it going forward in case we continue in business together. Certainly. Were you, hypothetically speaking, if you were to know this Talon Sabaeus who came through, might it have been through similar businesses? I'm very old. I've met a lot of people. Hmm. Lived many places in my life. And there are a lot of places I might know someone from. I simply ask because... When Talon Sabaeus stopped here, she stayed the night a couple of nights, and I cannot prove this, but I believe your the person you're looking for might have some connections with the embrace. Hmm. And I believe your friend Talon might have run afoul of some of their members as she was trying to make some connections. She stayed here for a while, and we healed her. Brought her back to health. Me and Nassif understand a lot of my business. I try to keep my husband isolated from, so if something bad were to happen, he has 
some level of protection. Of course. I healed her and gave her the information she wanted, and she went to leave. But she told me that there was a very good chance that she would not be seeing me again. And she said that a certain someone might follow the same clues that she followed, and that if a sea elf were to stop by my house, I was to give her this. Uh, he kind of reaches, goes into like a secret, like a vault, kind of opens a panel in his wall, pulls out a thing, opens it up. First thing he pulls out is um, kind of wrapped in a dark red sash, um, a rapier. He hands over to you. Do I recognize it? It's Talon's rapier. Uh, it's one of Talon's rapiers. Um, it is kind of curved a little bit, so it's actually more of like a scimitar, mm-hmm. but I will give it the stats of a rapier. Mm-hmm. The blade somehow is like a dark blue. And like when you hold it to the light, it shimmers like what it looks like when you're underwater and you look up and see like the sun. Mm. Like it always seems to look like that. And engraved on the pommel, this was not there the last time you saw it. It's just a word in Elvish that says revenge. Holy fuck. Um, I don't say anything. I just take it and look at it. And I'm like keeping as cool as I possibly can. He reaches down and he grabs this other thing. And before he kind of shows it to you, his back is kind of turned to you. He goes, um, this one I found strange. But she said for this one to just break it. And she recommended you break it near an open body of water. And he holds up a bottle with a very familiar ship in it. <gasps> um, again, no, like not reacting. Take, I take the bottle. You think this is all for me? She described a sea elf with unparalleled recklessness and tenacity. It's hmm. nice of her. I hope you find what your friend was looking for. I was quite taken with her. I thought she was rather charming. She's rather charming, yes. Anyway, I should go check on my husband. Thank you. And kind of shows you out of the office, locks the office. Mm-hmm. Good night, Cordelia. He walks away, goes goes up to his husband's room. Cordelia, you come back down to your friends. Uh, Cordelia's got a new mm-hmm. sword. I actually think I just put it in my like put the, the bottle. I put the bottle in my bag and I replace my own rapier. I just leave my rapier just like sitting against, it's like a piece of shit. I put it like, it's just like propped okay. in a corner and I put the other one in my, in my belt. But yeah, I come back, I come back down. Okay. So is it just us in this room? Just chilling in this little living room. Um, I think I like him. Um, oh, yeah. Should I we go to our room? Well, I just want to um, catch people up on, I know we went in the library earlier and I think Thor just shares what she learned about the embrace with everyone and identifies what these drugs are and then I think she just gives uh I know earlier a lot of stuff happened when we uh me and Raiden asked Satina to scry on a thing and it's I don't know how much you guys want to know or care to know but someone who I think we hoped and thought was gone isn't um and I don't know how much danger that puts myself in or any of you you think they're after you? I don't know who's left, but the fact that he is... What's his name? I'll add him to the enemies list. I would burn him. No problem. His name is Caleb. He's the leader of a group called the Nightingales. 
from the nightingales. I will keep an eye out. Gross. That, uh, that may have sounded flippant, but no, it's. I really will. I know. I just just be careful of what you look up. I was associated with them for a long time. There's not. I did a lot of things I'm not proud of. I'm afraid of them, actually. And I question every moment that I'm here with you that I'm putting you in danger, all of you, because I've grown to care for you. Well, don't worry. We will protect you. We are very strong. I blew up a building earlier. That's true. And Thora, what sort of life would you be living if you only did things you were proud of? An impossible one. I second that. I guess, but at the same time, having a, a history with blood on your hands isn't exactly one to want. Literally, all of us have had blood on our hands. Well, but not lives of innocent people. Well, well, well. sort of. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like you're working really hard to do things that are good for a lot of people, and um, sometimes that's all you can do. You've already done what you did, you know? Yeah. We still like you. Thank you for telling us. Yeah, I still don't know if it was the right decision, but I'd rather you know than not know and uh, it hurt you in the long run. So, sure. What's the harm in us knowing? I don't know. I don't know who's left. Why would I care if I knew? You could be perceived as a threat. I hope so. <laughs> anyway. So, what do you all think about this job? You sure we don't want to go up to our rooms and talk about this? Sure, yeah, we can go upstairs. You go on up to one of the your private bedrooms, each get one. What are you thinking? I just, I mean, I just had a conversation with him and it was about something completely different. <laughs> but it gave me a lot of trust in him. So that helps. I mean, it sounds like a great job. I just know that there's a lot of leads that we have right now. I mean... Was I the only one who, like, while he was talking, was like, yeah, sounds like we've been there. I mean, it sounded exactly like like he's looking for that city that we found under the earth. And I'm not saying that's the same thing, but maybe. Maybe it's connected to... Remember we found all those ruins underwater? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I couldn't stop thinking about that. We also took several magical artifacts off of a body that we still don't know who that was. Right? Right. Yeah, but definitely the room wasn't, wasn't an elf. filled with... Okay, good. Mm-hmm. The room wasn't, like, filled with treasure or diaries I, or... I guess I just started thinking about, even if it's not the same person, like, could be connected and, and stranger things have happened and... I don't know. I mean, I'm actually worried about Redditch and that's it. I'm worried about someone mm-hmm. that uh, may be sketchy getting their hands on possibly some of the most powerful spells that have ever been written. You think Redditch um, is sketchy? Yeah. I mean, he clearly said, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Redditch wants, and none of us do. And, and she cl- was working with Raph. Yeah, well, we also don't know everything Raph was doing. And I I love and always loved and always will love Raph, but I'm, I'm not saying I know everything about all the work do he was think doing. I Raph was looking for the city. I think so. I mean, well, I'm sorry. No, I, they were looking I think for it's something. possible because they had that, we found that letter when once we were in that tunnel. Yeah, like um, that, like, diary entry. Yeah, there was a diary entry that said, Tom, Raph, and one more person have been using her orb to find our goal. So far, nothing. We are checking all around us. The answers can be found in this tunnel. And there was one entry every day for three months. And there were all of those weird question mark marks with the red X's oh, through gosh. them and those weird tripod footprints on the floors and on the ceiling and the walls and... They had a whole camp down there, and I just think they were looking for something. And also, 
I just remembered that there was a door that led into a really beautiful room with all these beautiful wood bookshelves and there was a compass rose in the tile on the ground with no cardinal directions and just those weird symbols in its place, right? Like that was the first place we actually saw that and then it ended up being everywhere else. Like it's just too weird. This is the thing on my books, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't there when you were in the tunnel, so I don't know what you saw. But when we showed Raph half of this, this piece, mm. he didn't seem to know what it was other than helping us understand that it was coordinates. That's so true. I, he wasn't I think if it had to do with what was in the tunnel, he might have recognized it. But that's not to say that it's it couldn't be connected. I mean, hidden yeah. cities, underground cities, I fallen cities in the ocean. Yeah, and it and it uh, to go back to like the Redditch situation or the you know her involvement. We don't really know what she wants and and who she is connected to, and who knows why she wants those diaries and who knows why she wants those scrolls and. Speaking as someone who's been working on magic for a really long time and is still not that good at it, mm -hmm. if you get some really powerful spells and get your hands on it, I mean, who knows what could happen? You know, we all know it. <laughs> we all know that there's a lot of really magical people walking around and they can do pretty powerful things, so that's all I'm saying. We still have the one half. Yeah, he, he made sure to not take it from you. He was like, that's kind of part of the job is you only put it together when you're on the ship together and then you mm -hmm. go together to the cask. I don't know. I feel like I believe him, but I also feel like everyone's amiable when they want something powerful. Well, I should just say, if you are doing this, I don't think I'll be going with you. I found out some information about what I've told you about Zanesh. I think I might know where she is, and I've got to go after her. That's a bummer, but also very good for you. I also think she might have some sort of connection with the embrace. Ah. So. <laughs> what do you mean? That she might work for them in some capacity. I mean, she was working for the Western Navy for a while and then doesn't seem to be involved with them anymore. So, changed her name, moved away. But I'll find her. I mean, my thought is... Sorry, not about that. <laughs> <laughs> My thought about that is that I'm really excited for you to hopefully find what you need. <laughs> oh, but sweet. you're like, I really hope you get to murder this person. <laughs> <laughs> but my other thought is, I mean, what are we doing right now that's of higher priority? That's a genuine question. I'm not just saying this yeah. is the highest. I'm saying, what would we be doing next that is a that is the higher priority than this? And collecting and do the we... Eternals. Yeah. I also would probably like to stop by a, a temple of Hariri at some point and. Do the third challenge. Alarok is super close to your home, Pim. It is. Hmm. Have you been home recently? No, I've been with all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to? How long has it been? I think we laid down that it's probably, I think it's been about a year or a little over a year since you've been home. I mean, I definitely would love to see everyone. It's easier to leave than to go back. And I know that they'd probably be happy to see me, but no one ever really has done it. So I'm a little bit of like a pariah in that way. Hmm. Oh. But um, of course I'd want to see them if we were near. Personally, my main priority is trying to go to Amadi. Burke said if he rallies, everyone will rally. But I don't really know how to convince him, especially 
since it sounds like he is a deeply hurt person. Well, we also don't really even know what we're rallying them for. I trust in your dreams, Pin, but it still didn't tell us what's coming. And we saw this resistance with Sierra today, uh, and she's going to take that step to go find Burke, and hopefully that is, you know, the first step to doing that, uh, connecting all of them. But we still kind of don't really know why. I suppose there's a lot of things we could do and places we could go. And I guess it makes me nervous because if it's urgent and it takes a lot of time, we're kind of not in a good place if it takes a lot of time, you know? I also, I get the impression that it's not solely up to us or to you to convince Amadi. I think that if Micah is there with his sword and, and if Burke is there, then we might have a better chance that way anyway. That's true. Maybe we all just take the night and sleep on it. See what we think in the morning. It's been a really hard day, and it's been a really hard day. How are you feeling, Winnie? Um, so tired. <laughs> and banged up. And I just wanted to say I'm sorry for um, not leaving right away. And I was trying to be a little more brave than I usually am and get a good hit in. And I think we had just talked about Raph a lot and made me think of him when we were in there. And he always tried to tell me that I was braver than I thought, so... But I'm really sorry I put everybody in danger and that could have gone really bad. So thanks for um, getting me out of there. This is a really <sighs> good family. Winnie, you should never apologize for doing the right thing. Pam, I saw you come through that window and I was so excited. Actually, I was maybe knocked out, I don't remember, <laughs> but once I knew you were there, <laughs> I was excited. Yeah. Anyway. I knew I shouldn't have left before you. Yeah, I feel like a giant arsehole, so. Layla's going to hand Winnie a mooncake. Thanks, Layla. Well, that whole situation was also weird. That was so weird. What's the question? The the gala. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just have never seen anything like that. But I couldn't really blame them. Is that weird? Like, not to hurt innocent people. Not, definitely not that, but... Right. Like, who's the right person? I mean, I hold no particular love for Vesta. Or Asta. Or any other kingdom. But I think there's more to this story than we know. Yeah, how do you conquer a kingdom in a week? It's a great question. <sighs> do you think we should go and try to talk to her? The to Empress? the Empress? Yeah, we were there. Maybe... We talked to her about if she knows what that might have been and anyone connected. I have a feeling it is the sister of the old uh, leader yeah. of Oster. Yeah, she's, um, you know, the one who's like still rebelling even though they were conquered. And I would not doubt that she's connected to that in some way. And also maybe we could talk to her about kind of what her goals are for the nation as a whole. You yeah. know, just kind yeah. of figure out what kind of person she is. Seems a little bit weird to me as well. Seems too easy to have taken them down in a week. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, and Adelaide. I must say, I was so annoyed that she left without saying goodbye. Again. Well, yeah, the first time and then tonight. 
And then I mean, she out she's give me this, a look. And that ridiculous wig. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I mean, if I if she's I, running if I around the city, know, I would assassinating nobles. <laughs> she against Vesta or just certain people that live there. Hope I can talk to her again. I tried tonight, and then you know everything mm-hmm. happened. <sighs> it's been a long day. You guys want to go to bed? Now listen, um, I think I'm going to be leaving very soon. So if I don't see you, good luck with whatever it is you're going to do. Mm-hmm. If it's this journey, and I trust that we'll see each other again. It's mm-hmm. been too many times for it to be a coincidence. I, so. I will see you again. So, yeah, I'll be out early. Good luck. Man, I wish we were higher level so you we, could, two. we could communicate. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You two, Cordelia, and just, yeah, we'll run into each other again, and you can always, um, I don't know, you're, you're good at finding us. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are going to bed? Yeah. Okay. Just do a couple of things real Lighting quick. Um, Layla, you have a very brief dream. <laughs> get, get my dream journal out. <laughs> um, you see just, it's just dark. It's just black. You don't see yourself. And then you see a tiny little bead of light fly through land on the ground and then and this kind of rain of little warm you realize they are embers just continue to hit the ground and then you are standing there and you realize it's not dark it's just black volcanic soil and these hot embers are falling down onto the ground and then the ground beneath you splits and these cracks begin to form. And from within the cracks, you see liquid fire bubbling up through the cracks. And you hear screams. And you look up and see nothing but darkness and darkness and darkness. And up above you, a circle. And you can see the night sky. And you realize you are standing in the caldera of a volcano, deep in the base of a volcano. And the magma is bubbling over you. And you turn, and you are looking at yourself. Another Layla, a little fire genasi girl, and she is just looking at you. And there are kind of tears running down her cheeks, and she is clutching some like a doll to her chest. And you vaguely remember the doll. You're clutching it to your chest. And then you see between you, and you don't know how you didn't see it before, the body of that man that you saw in your other, your earlier dreams. His face is very badly burnt. He is lying dead at the feet of this other you as you weep and the cracks underneath your feet begin to grow and the lava bubbles up and suddenly you are rooted to the spot and you feel a surge of power begin to sweep through the caldera of the volcano 
and you feel that same surge of energy like when you guys turned the key and changed planes, but this one's different. The energy isn't going out like you know it should, like it's not connecting anything, it's just pouring in and into you, and you feel pain and sorrow and suffering, and the bubbling magma begins to crest over your feet. You're rooted to the spot as the magma slowly just rises and rises and completely covers you. And you are floating now just in warm black and red darkness. And then an eye opens in front of you and the eyelashes sprout these grasping hands and they reach for you. And you begin to feel... You feel their kind of cold present reaching and you it's horrifying to look at and you kind of try to struggle backwards and then they grab your ankle and you feel happier than you've ever felt before. And then you wake up. I don't like that. You're just gonna spoon some honey in her mouth and go back to sleep. Uh, this is this is something that we don't actually have to do, but I just wanted to know. When yes. you leave in the morning, yes. are you breaking that bottle open? Um, uh, not immediately. I mean, like, are you going to... <laughs> Just in the middle of the house. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like, as you are going, like, if you go somewhere to, like, a large body of water, are you are you just going to be, like, walking up there, or... Where is Karagard? I'm going to look at the map and, like, see where I'm going. It's north so of you. Yeah. It's directly north of Spawn Hill. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Yeah, I can sail there. <laughs> Also, I guess I didn't ask, is it my ship? It's her ship. It's her ship. Okay. Fuck. Oh my god, what happened to her? Ugh. I don't know. Yeah, so first thing in the morning, I think like like before the sun rises, I just like pack my stuff and head out to the docks of yeah. Spawn Hill and try to find a place where it's a little bit uh not there's not a ton of people around, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I think you uh, you kind of kind of go, looking you, over my shoulder. You just kind of trek up river a little ways because mm-hmm. it's a very deep river, and lots of sailing ships go up and down the river. Um, and you go and find this kind of deep water area where you could deep water port a ship. I kind of look look both ways, look over my shoulder, mm-hmm. and then just smash the glass against like a post. Okay, <laughs> you like walk up to like an old fence post, and you kind of like or like the just, the dock post. Yeah. And just, <laughs> You shatter it. Immediately upon shattering it, an immense amount of seawater just starts pouring out of the <gasps> bottle that you are holding. I drop it into hand. the yeah. water. You drop it into the water. It sinks and the water's calm for a moment. Oh, shit. And then there's one little bubble. <laughs> and like the fucking flying Dutchman, it just... Yes. Out of the water. This just stunning ship. This one is called the Cormorant. And it, up out of the water, resplendent and beautiful, many decks of guns, just like the ship of any pirate's dreams. You see water kind of splash everywhere, kind of settles for a moment. And you see, scrambling all over the rigging and readying things, are pirates that you long thought were dead. What the fuck? Talon Sebaeus's crew. When I was in Fathom, people said that she was like a ghost. They yeah. called her the ghost, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Dang, dude. Yeah, I climb on board. You, <laughs> you climb on board, and there is just like, they start ringing the bells, and they start cheering. Um, this guy kind of <laughs> falls down. 
kind of an older, wry, um, kind of wiry gentleman. He's a half-elf. He's in his 50s. He looks just, like, tanned and stuff. <laughs> and he lands and he goes, Well, it's about fucking time. It's good <laughs> to see you, Cordelia Salt. Are you dead? What? No. No? Yep. <laughs> okay. What? Yeah, let's go. He doesn't look a day over <laughs> the last time you saw him. Yeah. Like, he doesn't look like he's aged 20 years. We were uh, losing a bit of ground and being pursued by um, people who might have uh, wiped us off the map. So the boss uh, made a Hail Mary move. <laughs> you with her? She kind of starts looking around for you. No, she left me the ship. Do you have any idea where she might be? Before she uh, sealed us up, we, we met with some powerful arcane caster who sealed us in here, kept us from aging, anything like that. And then she told us that uh, when she had more to go on, maybe she would let us out. But she... She told us we might be in there for a while until uh, you came along. She figured you'd stop at nothing to uh, to find some ash. She's right. Well, let's go fucking kill that bitch. <laughs> 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 yes! You oh, kind yeah. of like walk up and you, for the first time in a very long time, like oh. run your hands oh, along like the banisters and railings oh. of like a sailing ship and you clutch the wheel in your hand and he goes, where are we headed to now, Captain? Caragod. Kind of spin the wheel. And uh, so that's, where we'll, uh, that's where we'll cop it for tonight. Oh, so cool! Hey everybody, this is Cheyenne and I play Cordelia, who's off on her own little adventure after this week. But she'll be back, don't worry. If you were worried, I don't know. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Adventures in Questing. I don't have a whole lot to talk to you about, so I guess I'll just say... If you like our show, we would really appreciate it if you would tell a friend about us. And if you're feeling especially generous, maybe leave us a rating or a review on wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on social media, um, tweet at us your theories, any thoughts you have about the episode at ADV Inquesting, and we'll see you next week. My recording sounds like a robot for some reason. And I don't know why. Maybe my mic is broken. I don't know. I'm too lazy to fix it. Okay, bye. I just imagine he looks like Anthony from Queer Eye. <laughs> but in like a broodier way. So like John Mayer? <laughs> no, absolutely no. not. Does not look like John Mayer. Do you know what Anthony looks like from Queer Eye? Yeah, he looks like John no, Mayer. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Okay, John Mayer if, looks if, like if the Anthony, moon. No, hang on. If Anthony... John Mayer looks from, like the moon. From, from Queer Eye looked Anthony's evil, he would look like John Mayer. Okay, I have to look Am I wrong? No, yes. I don't yes. care. I mean, yes, you're wrong. He I doesn't look anything like him. You guys, you guys get in a cart. No. 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 Let me see. Hang on. No. No.